0: First part of Session 57, let's talk about Crystal Healing within the Pyramid. Let the healing begin. Session 57 is a very long one, which is going to take me at least three videos, and the last question, question 33, is so, so dense and fascinating that I might have to leave it for an addendum, so an extra video that I will dedicate as much as needed, 10, 20, 30 minutes, maybe an hour, I don't know. But <laughs> this session is packed with a lot of information, especially at the last uh, question, like I said. So. We'll see how it goes. I think with this first part, I'm going to cover at least up to enough for crystal healing, which is how the conversation develops, and that'll be all for this session. I think we have um, very good insights about crystal healing and, in general, from, from the highest level to the lowest level, to the initiate levels so again it's just information in in general um this question actually starts with don asking about carla and i think the answer is significant so i'm gonna cover it and we'll start right away with the first question because we have a lot to cover don says could you first give me an indication of the instrument's condition please Ra says, this instrument is under a most severe psychic attack. This instrument is bearing up well due to replenish vital energies and a distortion towards a sense of proportion, which your peoples call a sense of humor. This attack is potentially disruptive to this contact for a brief period of your space time. Um, So just to cover a little bit of what Ra said here. First, Let's keep in mind, because we're not just reading a text that was written by somebody. We're reading the story of Don, Carla and Jin. So it's important to keep that in mind as they are the channels. They are whatever is happening is, um, is, is part of the raw contact. They are they're all together in this. So the psychic attack starts to become something more predominant over the the rest of the raw material, and you can start seeing here how it's it, it begins to manifest more often and more noticeable, which Ra is actually inclined to say. She is under a severe psychic attack. This is the fifth density entity that we'll see unfolds over the many sessions as Don questions and Ra responds in regards to how to deal with the entity, what does it represent, where is it from, and what does it does, all this stuff. So, um, despite that, Ra says that she is pretty much doing well with replenish vital energies that that are a distortion towards a sense of proportion. So, a sense of proportion is a saying for um, having a good um, judgment or criteria in terms of what is important and what's not. And it's towards the sense of humor. So, good sense of humor. Actually, the Confederation mentions this a couple of times that, um, you know, we should have a sense of humor added to all of this this reality. Um, I guess it's just our personal touch of sense of humor. I think it's it's very important. Laughter is a It's a trigger to understanding. When you are told a joke, it's always clothed in mystery, meaning that you don't understand what's going on until the very end. And it's not that it's funny because of the content. It's funny because of what causes in you to realize that the story fooled you to, or you didn't expect what was going to happen. There's something always uh, actually out of proportion, as George Carlin used to say, you have to blow it out of proportion or just create something unexpected. So, Ra finishes and says, this attack is potentially disrupted for this contact for a brief period of your space time. So, Don in question two asks, is there anything in particular that we can do in addition to what we are doing to alleviate this attack? Ra says, there is nothing you can do to alleviate the attack. The understanding of its mechanism might be of aid. So Don says, could you tell us its mechanism? Ra says the Orion group cannot interfere directly but only through pre-existent distortions of mind, body, spirit complexes. Thus, in this case, this entity reached for an heavy object, that would be Carla, with one hand, and this miscalculated action caused the deformation or distortion of the skeletal muscular structure of one of this instrument's appendages. Your aid may be helpful in supporting this instrument in the proper care of this distortion, which is equivalent to what you call your post-operative state. When bones are not firmly knit, this instrument needs to be aware of care necessary to avoid such miscalculated actions, and your support in this state of awareness is noted and encouraged." So essentially what happened, um, this is, self-explanatory, actually, so I'm just gonna riff off of this. Uh, we we are not subject to attacks that are directly affecting us by psychic attack. In fact, this is where I will bring up the unity of mind, and yes, we can say that there are entities, but if we're speaking of a one, and we're really focused on concentrating our sense of beingness in the oneness of the universe then you may only speak of aspects of yourself so this negative entity is an aspect of yourself and is suscitating those things in you that are weak and those weaknesses are part of our mind body or spirit complexes all three different things but one to recreate this manifestation that we are. and So we are affected by how these weak links in our beingness, in our complex, in our entity, the entity that we form, are susceptible. So that's what the Orion group entities do, or the negative entities in general in the whole universe. That's what they do. They interfere with that. In this case, Carla had hurt herself, basically. She tried to reach a heavy object with her hand and uh, she caused a sprain or some sort of uh, skeletal muscular damage or injury. And of course the Orion group, realizing that her mind and her spirit was very, very strong and uh, directed towards a will of serving others, then of course they went for her body. They always went for her body, her arthritis, her, um, her weakness of vital energies, her, her um, injuries and so on. So what Ross says, you know, the eight that you can give this instrument is first, you know, just to be aware, you know, of not, you know, take care of your body. Don't do um, reckless stuff. I mean, we're talking about hurting yourself, which I actually just hurt myself. <laughs> You probably see the blood here, just trying to reach for the light, uh, trying to reach for the light. I got hurt myself, <laughs> I hurt myself. Um, but yeah, I was trying to turn on a little ring light and I just literally scratch my skin to uh, to open a little wounds and, you know, that's it. Sometimes we do that. Hey, it's fine. <laughs> Um, but other than that, it's just, you know, take care of yourself. Now, could I have done something more mindful? Yes, I could have been a lot more careful and supposed to, you know, have my attention somewhere else in the monitor while I was trying to reach. Just be in the moment. You know, that's something that I can definitely improve. Be in the moment. I'm turning this on. There's actually uh, Zen exercises, which I forgot who um, popularized it, but it's a way of saying, in essence, um, I am talking to the microphone, I am reaching out for my cell phone, Uh, my hand is moving towards the cell phone to reach out, I have just touched my cell phone. So it's like a mindful sort of exercise to be in the moment of everything and that will translate of course to you being more present in everything that you're doing. So you know, other than that, um, that's it, you know, the um, I think. Uh, they do say the proper care, of course, of this injury, which is the post-operative state, which I think is just uh, immobilizing the hands. And they'll say something else about it. So let's go to this question four. This is still on to Carla. Don says, is there anything that we can specifically do to alleviate the problem that is already existing? So the injury. So Ross says this information is harmless thus we share it though it is transient, lacking the principle but only offering a specific transient effect. The wrist area should be wrapped as in the sprain configuration as you call this distortion and what you call a sling may be used on this distorted right side of the body complex for one diurnal period. At that time symptoms as you call these distortions shall be reviewed and such repeated on on (laughs) Todd shall be reviewed and such repeated until the distortion is alleviated. The healing work to which each is apprentice may be used as desire. It is to be noted that a crystal is available. And so, um, Rai is basically giving medical advice here. They don't interrupt uh, our free will. They don't infringe upon it, but um, they do give medical advice. So when you read those websites, when they say this is not medical advice, well, this is medical advice <laughs> to a degree. Uh, it's simple, you know, just wrap the hand, put it, immobilize it, basically. That's that's all they said, and I think they did say something of just repeat. I mean, keep it like that until the symptoms disappear. <laughs> this is the closest you're gonna get to raw, given, you know, some medical advice on how to treat the body. Um, so then he introduces, you know, the healing of the crystal, and that there is a crystal available. And so Don says, "Ah, oh, this bothers me that the slideshow has it's not centered. See how structured I am." So question five, Don says to the left. Which crystal is that? And Ra says, the flawed but sufficient crystal which rests upon the digit of this instrument's right hand. I guess that would be a ring, or... Yeah, I mean, what else would rest upon the digit of the instrument's hand, right hand? I don't know she was wearing a ring. But there was a crystal there, so that crystal. Furthers asks, would you tell me how to use that crystal for this purpose? Then Ra says, “This is a large question. You first as a mind-body spirit complex, balance and polarize the self, connecting the inner light with the upward spiraling inpourings of the universal light. You have done exercise, exercises to regularize the process processes involved. Look to them for the preparation of the crystallized being. This is heavy stuff. <laughs> so Ra continues and says, Take then the crystal and feel your polarized and potentiated balance energy channeled in green ray healing through your being, going into and activating the crystalline regularity of frozen light, which is the crystal. The crystal will resound with the charged light of incarnative love and light energy and will begin to radiate in specified fashion, beaming in required light vibrations, healing energy, focus and intensify towards the magnetic field of the mind body spirit complex which is to be healed so before I continue because this is a very dense uh, answer that Ron's given here and they even say at the beginning this is a large question meaning that this is I mean what it does say like how how do we use this um, how to use the crystal for this purpose of healing? And you know Ra, Ra's not going to say, well, just put your intentions on the crystal and try to beam as much love as possible and so on. There's no shortcut here. (laughs) Ra's giving like the full curriculum for for healing. And so even in the first paragraph, the first paragraph is for you to say, okay, so these are my assignments for however long it's going to take you (laughs) to accomplish the first paragraph. They say, you first, as a mind-body-spirit complex, balance and polarize the self. Those two words, they're simple there. All right, how do I balance myself? Okay, go to the exercise of balancing your lower energy centers. That's first. (laughs) You need to clear distortions, you need to do all of this stuff. You need to be uh, clear in that balance and then start, sort of uh, also opening the hearts and then balancing again with wisdom. This is the balance being, so you can reach the indigo ray for contact with intelligent infinity, so you can actually use intelligent energy. So this is all in the balance part. Then the polarize, polarize the self means, well, positive or negative. You got to go positive, you're going to heal, right? So you have to polarize yourself in the positive. (laughs) That's something we're all trying to accomplish. Um, And so this is just the first phrase, you know, you first have to balance and polarize the self. This is crystallizing the beingness, the healer needs to be crystallized. Then connecting the inner light, which is the seeking, right? With the upward spiraling inpourings of the universal light. Okay, simple. What are you talking about there? Well, raising your Kundalini. (laughs) So balance yourself, polarize yourself, and then just simply raise your Kundalini. Um, That's it, that's all you need to do. Uh, Can you do it now? That's a good question. I know I can't, at least I don't have the will to do it. Uh, I understand the process, I understand the mechanisms, but by no means am I close to be a healer. Uh, I'll do, it's not all doom and gloom, relax, relax, I'm going to give you some uh, some light at the end of this tunnel. <laughs> I mean, first it's just beautiful to behold the the system that is healing. It's um, you know, it's like when you watch YouTube videos on building something or uh, the intricacy of nature or something that is inspiring, and you say, "Wow, it's just beautiful to know how this works." But will you learn it all? Will you be a master in that? Sometimes we get a little itch that says, "Yeah, I would love to master that." Well, follow your heart, um, and then just okay. Just to explain the inner light, the inner light is that Polaris of self, the North Star, the guiding star. That is, to me, the permanent consciousness that exists within all of you, uh, or all of us. And the upper spiraling inpourings of the universal light is the prana that is simply moving through us. Now, of course, when you're balanced and you're polarized, then you have plenty of this energy, which is universal energy, going up through your beingness, the crystallized being. And then this is um, this is the beginning of the healing. This is just you preparing for that. And Ross says, you have done exercises to regularize the processes involved which is the processes. I mean, this is a phrase saying, you know the exercises to regularize the processes involved. The word regularize there means um, the accomplishment of balancing, polarizing, and meeting the inner light with the prana in the Indigo Ray. So all of these are processes that need to be regularized. Look to them for the preparation of the crystallized being. So this is just the preparation of the healer. The crystallized being is the healer, and so you already see the curriculum. This is you know this is the beginning stage. (laughs) This is you becoming the healer. Um, So beware of people that tell you that they can heal you, or not beware, but just um, now you have. I mean you have the. like I said, the the mechanism, the curriculum, and it sounds terrible to say this, but I mean, bring to your awareness the the need that exists for crystal healing, and then see if your healer actually is a healer or if it may be half a healer. I don't know. I'm always um, cautious of not saying you know beware of charlatans but charlatans actually exist i just don't want to put everybody as a charlatan and raise some alarms but just become aware of the processes i think that's the least we can do right so Ra continues and says take then the crystal after the healer is prepared and feel your polarized and potentiated balance energy channeled in grey ray healing through your being So this is you feeling your polarized and potentiated uh, beingness, the the balanced energy channeled in green ray healing. So love. Love is the notch into which your consciousness should be um, fixed. So the love is pouring through you. Remember, you're the filter of this energy and is pouring as healing love healing and this now connects with the crystal, let's see, they say healing through your being, going into and activating the crystalline regularity of frozen light which is the crystal, I love that word or that phrase, the crystal is frozen light, Ah, yes, this right here, it's a bunch of photons all crystallized, this is frozen light. And so the crystal will resound with the charged light of incarnative love and light energy and will begin to radiate in specified fashion. I would say in a specified fashion. I don't know. Who am I? Um, So, yeah, the crystal will resound with your charge being. This is why the crystal doesn't do the healing. You don't do the healing. It is the energy that is being channeled for configuration. That does the healing or offers the possibility of healing. Um, there's a lot going on between you know I'm the healer, you're the one to be healed. I shoot some energy at you and you are healed. So the nuances are explained here, and but first this is you know this is what's happening systematically. The energy that is flowing through you is going to resound with the charged light of or the crystal will resound with the charged light of incarnative love and light energy and will begin to radiate in specified fashion. That is you beaming your your own love and light to the crystal and it's radiating now in specified fashion beaming in required light vibration healing energy. Focus and intensify towards the magnetic field of the mind body spirit complex which is to be healed. So it's gonna start beaming in required light vibrations depending on what is needed. So it's interacted with the Electrum, interacting with the magnetic field of the entity that is to be healed. So the patient is uh, modulating by its own free will, how much of this light is accepted. And that is the healing process. So I hope you're following through I hope I'm explaining my well uh, myself well, because we go for the last part. What Ross says, this entity requesting such healing will then open the armor of the overall violet red ray protective vibratory shield. Thus, the inner vibratory fields from center to center in mind, body, and spirit may be interrupted and adjusted momentarily. Thus, offering the one to be healed the opportunity to choose A less distorted inner complex of energy fields and vibratory relationships. So this is the the last part. And I think we can we can elaborate a little bit more with the whole thing and find out how does this work? Okay. So the last part, and then I'll recap the whole process. The entity requesting such healing will then open the armor of the overall violet red ray protective vibratory shield if you remember from session whatever before (laughs) a session previous to this one where uh, ra explained what the violet ray is there there are different aspects of the violet ray i won't get into those but there is one aspect which is the red and violet protective shell, or they call it a bubble, or maybe it was me who called it a bubble. But you can imagine just being something that uh, this is also, I believe, the one that is measured for harvest. The one that is seen by fifth or sixth density or above for measuring harvestability. This harvestability is the measuring of the red and violet ray together to form a specific spectrum or spectrogram, if you will. Now, this needs to be interrupted for uh, for healing to happen. Right, so the entity that is requesting the healing will then open the armor of the overall violet ray protective vibratory shield. So, this would be allowing. Okay, it's not like I can heal you without your will. You have to be open. You have to believe, right? You have to have the, this is why, you know, people may say, well, you know, that crystal healing doesn't work um, or anything like that because you're, I mean, you're close, of course. There There is such thing as a subtlety in the universe, which is free will. You need to allow these things to happen. This is the reason why negative entities need to find the Chink in the armors for them to do, you know, their their thing. They can't uh, infringe upon free will, although they do sometimes. But they they risk losing polarity because of that. So they'd rather go for the safe play and just, you know, poke by manipulating in some way or another. But negative entities on the side, healing uh, on the front. This is something that needs to be opened by the healer, by the healed person, by the patient, by the entity to be healed. You you need to be open, you need to be um, in acceptance of what's going to happen and that's the opening of the violet-red ray protective vibratory shield. Thus, the inner vibratory fields, that would be the energy centers in within, from center to center in mind, okay? That's all our energy centers. Um, that would be all of them, up to uh, seven, of course, which is the violet, right? And uh, they may be interrupted and adjusted momentarily. So once you open yourself, when you surrender yourself to it, you may be able to see it. You know, when you've been, you have an ideal, you have a value that you can't change, you're, you're holding on to that because. You know, you're know uh, you're, very righteous, and you are right, this shouldn't be this way, I will not allow it, and so on. Your protective shell, your red-violet ray protective shell is getting tight, very tight. And you feel the tension. And it's only until you relax and say, you know what, <sighs> so be it, let it happen. Then that relaxation happened. And a new configuration of energy centers has been offered to you. This is healing. This is you allowing those emotional attachments to reality to be uh, losing out. And by doing that, your energy centers sort of like relax. You know how, uh, um, how did I say it in English? I, I, I kind of know the phrase. Um, Pull yourself together. <laughs> As a kid, you know, you were playing, you were doing all kind of nonsense, which is what the universe is. The universe is a bunch of nonsense. And you're there, you're playing and doing your thing, and you know, you're doing whatever, or you're screaming, you're throwing things, whatever. You know, you're a kid. And your parents, because they have been conditioned to believe that you have to behave in a uh, you know, respectable way or in a manner that is accordance to... You know, to um, to correctness, and they tell you, "Hey, kid, pull yourself together." And what do you do? I mean, you become tense. You become this. You you um, you contract your rectum. Kind of your spine gets straight, and you feel all your muscles tense. Uh, this is pulling yourself together. I mean, what are you doing? You're pulling every muscle, nerve, tendon, and becoming this stiff being. That's what kids do, right? They're moving, they're all wavy and all of a sudden you scream at them and tell them, pull yourself together or, you know, compose yourself. That's what we say in in Spanish. Uh, And by you composing yourself, you're getting all stiff. Well, that's the tension. That's the tension that we live with in emotions because we have subscribed to something. And so when we allow this, this is why healing can be done with crystal, sure. But nothing like the healing that is done by introspection, by you allowing those things and, of course, the interplay with reality, throwing at you catalysts and experiences that are, you know, either making you go for another round on the wheel, or you getting out of the wheel and say, thank you, that was very helpful so far for 40 years of my life. I um I'm just gonna sit on the site now <laughs> and watch that wheel go so this is what Ross says that may be interrupted and adjusted momentarily thus offering the one to be healed the opportunity to choose a less distorted inner complex of energy fields this your inner um, uh, energy fields which are your energy centers um, and vibratory relationships so this is healing, my friend. This is the process of healing. This is why there is all kinds of healing. As long as the person is relaxing into simply being as a child was, only that you're not going to become childish in the way of immaturity. And let me let me uh, add this in because I think it's important that maturity is not about becoming um, a more um, deteriorated, if I can use that word, or more aged physical being, adopting the status quo behaviors, and patterns of relationships with others, nature, etc., the economy, politics, whatever. Um, those are all condition boxes that we can buy. Okay, we can buy and we can subscribe to those. So maturity is not about you know you talking about the war and cars and beauty uh, pageants or whatever it is that they sell you. Maturity is not becoming very studious and uh, very intelligent and facing things with you know with that tolerance and all of this. Maturity has nothing to do with that. Maturity of the spirit is what I consider to be adulthood, to be the process in which we are here for. I mean, we're not here to work. We're not here to do any sort of, like I said, subscription to boxes into uh, specified behaviors. We are here to mature spiritually. This is not something that is popular. It's not something that we are taught. This is not something that it's even talked about, in my view, properly within spiritual communities because um, everybody's on a different clock. Everybody's on a um, different—when I mean clock, I mean a different part of the process for this spiritual realization. But I, your host and humble servant, is enamored with practical, pragmatic stuff like going down to business. What is this all about? Can we do it? How much can we do it? And what are our limitations? Can we become aware of those things? And I think this is probably one of the most important things that we can become aware of, which is the healing process. What is to be healed? Are you, he- are you healing your body because you're afraid of death? Hmm. Don't you see a little sickness there in one of your energy centers by being afraid of death, afraid of whatever, Um, or are you doing the healing because it is something that just not only improves your view of life, you quit suffering. Pain will be there, suffering will be optional. And with that, you might be able to infect, as it were, other people with this um infectious or um sticky way of living which is being in harmony uh so i mean that's i don't want to go into the details of why would you want to be healed but it seems to me at least that healing is one of those things that we naturally seek conscious or subconsciously we're always in the search for that And what we find is denial by our own subscriptions to those boxes because we don't want to let go of those things. And so this is to be uh, another view of what healing is. And uh, maturity, like I was saying, is becoming aware of those things. Why does this bother me? Why do I feel a rejection of reality? This is another important point, which I'm I'm not sure if I'll, I'll remember and cover it in the last question for this video. But you are light. You are absorbing light. In fact, you are a vehicle of light. How much of that light you reject manifests into a sort of dis-ease, dis-ease, that would manifest into illness because you're rejecting your own being. What is a tumor? A tumor is, um, or cancerous growth, is a something that is not part of the body. It's being rejected, right? Or is rejecting the body, it, and it's becoming its own entity, only to realize that it can't live without the body. And so the body dies and the cancerous growth dies. So it's a sort of analogous way to say how we, in terms of energy, rejecting light. Now, Gabe, what is light? Is that that light in the ring that you hurt yourself trying to turn on? Is it the light of the sun? Well, everything is light. Think about the illusion as, uh, I mean, at this point, you should already know that everything is light. Matter is light. Everything is energy, okay? So situations are light. Your thoughts are light. So. When you sit down and meditate, or you're just bored and you have all of this going on, all this light beaming at you, how much of that are you rejecting? How much of that can you accept? How much of that are you not willing to accept? And so you can see the interaction of accepting light. And indeed, fourth density is measured by the amount of light that you are able to absorb Accept, admit into your beingness. So the more you simply accept everything, uh, and this is something that is said lightly, because it's not like you will will yourself to accept more. That would be the ego saying, well, I'm going to accept more because I want to grow. No, this is just a process of becoming a lot more mindless, I would say. Not mindful, but mindless and absent of minds, so um, I think I wanted to say something else but it just flew right over me, um, yeah just um, just something that we can all do and this is the process, oh yes of course this is the, the last part I'll say on my rant and we'll continue on to finish up this first part. Uh, you see, we are rightfully concerned with the external world because we would like to see a change. We would love to see different things. We would love to see less misery, less suffering, less conflict, and so on. However, we, we must start. Let's put it this way. I, this morning, I told Julie uh, that there's a reason why we're not aware of all the suffering Conflicts and rejections of the whole universe. I mean, the whole universe is teeming with life. We're not aware of it, consciously aware. There is a reason for that. You know, we we should be shielded from all of that. Imagine if we were concerned with everything that's going on in the universe. Probably have a collapse at age seven. <laughs> the moment we click our self-awareness into our beingness. Um, okay, so imagine. Now that instead of that, okay, you are aware of the whole planet, not in the way we that we are aware right now through news and our own biases and so on, but feeling everything. Well, that would be very overwhelming too, and at the age of seven, we'll probably die as well. Now let's bring it a little bit closer, bring it down to the family. I mean, I can go on with other grades, but we uh, bring it down to the family, okay? And now you are aware of all your family's uh, inner thoughts. Well, their thoughts, uh, their suffering, everything else, could you be able to do that? I mean, people who are empathic barely are able to sustain the presence of somebody who is suffering or whatever. Um, Imagine being fully aware of that. You couldn't. So there's a reason why the only part that you are aware is the closest to you. Of course, you are more aware of your family than you are of the country or of the world. So it becomes a sort of radius that dissipates over what we call space. And the most important or nucleus of this is you, what we call you, that center of being, that consciousness that is dealing with a specific pattern of stories and thoughts and so on. So if you start with yourself, and this is where I'm going to, If you start with yourself, in fact, you should always only be aware of yourself because there's only one self. And you would be surprised on how much that radiates to change the world. Um, Was it Gandhi who said, um, if you want to, I don't think he ever said this, but it's it's attributed to him, or at least phrased this way, uh, become the change that you want to see in the world. Well, that's exactly what that means you know when you become the change everything changes because your perception is adding to that so oh my god I can go on for hours here but we have more to cover and we're going to some small questions I think uh, sort of before we get to the last one Don says question seven should the crystal be held in the right hand of the healer? Ra says this is incorrect. There are two recommended configurations the first the chain about the neck to place the crystal in the physical position of the green ray energy center second the chain hung from the right hand outstretched wound about the hand in such a way that the crystal may be swung so as to effect sensitive adjustments we offer this information realizing that much practice is needed to efficiently use these energies of self however Each has the capability of doing so. And this information is not information which, if followed accurately, can be deleterious. So we're going to go fast on this one because there's not much I can extract from here. Raz is giving um, instructions, directions, as to how to use the crystal. So the first one is to uh, hang the crystal, I don't know, for however long, uh, around the heart. That's the green ray energy center. And then the second is the chain hung from the right hand, outstretched, wound about the hand, I suppose, the chain, in such a way that the crystal may be swung so as to affect sensitive adjustments. These adjustments are to be sensed by the healer. So the healer can see, you know, those vortices um, of, of energy, feel them in some way. How? I'm not sure. I'm not a healer. Don't think I'll ever become one, at least with crystals, maybe in other ways. Talking. I'm good at talking, if you haven't noticed. (laughs) I'm not saying that I'm good at what I say, I just love talking. (laughs) Uh, That's my music. My music is my voice, it's my words, and my art is how I intertwine the words so as to make some sort of reference to reality, but never explain it. So, Ra says, we offer this information realizing that much practice is needed to efficiently use these energies. Yes, of course, you do need to become uh, a complete master to be able to use this efficiently, of course. However, each has the capability of doing so. That's a nice reminder that every one of us is capable of healing. And this information is not information that can be um, dangerous, basically. So Don says in question eight, would an unflawed crystal be considerably more effective than the flawed one that we have, that we now have? Ron says, without attempting to deem the priorities you may choose, we may note that the regularized or crystallized entity in its configuration is as critical as the perfection of the crystal use. Um, gonna read one more here, does the size physical size of the crystal have any relationship to the effectiveness in the healing. Ra says, in some applications concerning planetary healing, this is a consideration. In working with an individual mind-body-spirit complex, the only requirement is that the crystal be in harmony with the crystallized being. There is, perhaps, a lower limit to the size of what you may call a faceted crystal, for light coming through this crystal needs to be spread to complete with the complete width of the spectrum of the one to be healed. It may further be noted that water is a type of crystal which is efficacious also, although not as easy to hang from the chain in your density. Um, I love that they said in our density. Hmm. How can we crystallize water in other densities? Good question. So the first, uh, I actually love the first question. I don't know how many questions I read. Oh yeah, the unflawed Crystal, if, uh, if it would be more effective. And Ra, I love I mean, just this is what makes little phrases like these is what categorize the Ra channeling as the the more... See, I don't want to say perfect, but uh, the best channeled material that we've had so far, it's little stuff like this that I enjoy at least. I don't know. Maybe some people would say, oh, it was the historical information or the healing information or the creation information. Whatever. I love the nuances (laughs) where they say, without attempting to deem the priorities you may choose, this is saying like, okay, well, I'm not trying to tell you what is more important for you. They sometimes would say this is at your discretion, this is your choice, you know, like we're not trying to tell you what to do, but we would say this. Um, so by them saying that the regularized or crystallized entity is as important as the crystal to be used, they're in essence saying, um, Forget about the flawed crystal. I mean, be as crystallized as you can be. That is as important as the perfection of the crystal. So that's one thing. And they're not saying, you know, don't use the flawed crystal or use the flawed crystal. Uh, they're just saying that, you know, in that case, that's um, that's how it is. Question 9 then uh, don't question about the physical size. If it's important, seems like an important question and Ross says that in some applications concerning planetary healing, this is a consideration because um, planetary healing like they did with the pyramids, which are five, if memory serves, five important pyramids that they built for planetary healing, then yes, the size is important. In working with an individual mind-body-spirit complex, the only requirement is that the crystal be in harmony with the crystallized being. So, if the crystal is in harmony with you as a healer, all is well, that's all that matters. It's not the size. However, there is uh, a lower limit, which they say, um, of what you may call a faceted crystal. I'm not sure what a faceted crystal is, to be honest. For light coming through this crystal, it needs to be spread uh, the complete... Needs to be spread the complete width of the spectrum. It's a weird wording, to me at least. Uh, of the one to be healed. So I guess there are tiny crystals that you can have and they're not capable of spreading the light in the spectrum of the one to be healed. It may further be noted that water... Okay, so water, yes. Water is is a fascinating thing. There is... um. There's this work done on um, Cymatics. Actually, uh, there's this uh, Japanese, I'm pretty sure he is, Dr. Um, Masuro Emoto, I believe is. Uh, Emoto, at least. I only remember because Emoticon. I'm terrible. <laughs> but Emoto, Dr. Emoto, look him up. E-M-O-T-O. I'll forget to put a link in the description, so I won't offer it. Uh, E-M-O-T-O. Emoto. He did a research on water where if you write a word in a container, love, uh, I appreciate you, uh, whatever, and put the intention on it, the crystallized water would have beautiful patterns. Whereas the crystallized water, if you put I hate you or I can't stand you, I hope you die, whatever, it crystallizes in a very, uh, I mean, ugly way. Seriously, I mean, when you see a, a snowflake, you say, "Wow, that's beautiful." When you say a splatter, you say, "Well, that's not so beautiful." <laughs> I can't appreciate that beauty. So there's something there for sure within water that gets crystallized by our intentions. This is why at the end, they they used to say, I think at least in question, question in session one or two. They said, give Carla water that everybody has put their intention there. That would revitalize him." And I know they had to have a cup of water. I remember my mom actually put in a cup of water for her deceased grandfather. Um, But anyhow, water is important, yes. Let's go to question 10, where Don says, Placing this end of this pencil sitting on my navel with the point of it then represent the position where the crystal should hang for proper green ray. Is this position correct? He was using a pencil for calculating where the crystal should be hanging. Ross says, we attempt your measurements from 2 to 5.4 centimeters towards your heart is optimum. So they simply corrected the length. Don says, using this piece of wood then. I would determine the position between the piece of wood and my navel. I would determine the position to be approximately the top of the piece of wood. I can't say, I don't have a picture, but Ross says this is correct. So indications, directions for Don. and Then in question 12, Don says, how does the healing that you just told us about relate you told us about uh, relate to the healing done in the king's chamber in the giza pyramid ra says there are two advantages to doing this working in such a configuration of shapes and dimensions firstly the disruption or interruption of the violet ray uh, i correct myself of the violet red armoring our or protective shell is automatic should probably reread this Ra says that there are two advantages to doing this working in such a configuration of shapes and dimensions. So the pyramid as opposed to crystal healing. Firstly, the disruption or interruption of the violet ray armoring or protective shell is automatic. So in the pyramid this is automatic. You don't have to do it. Uh, it's a very strong thing by the way. But Let's go to the next part where Ross says In the second place, the light is configured by the very placement of this position in the seven distinctive color or energy. Vibratory rates thus allowing the energy through the crystallized being focused with the crystal to manipulate with great ease the undisturbed and, shall we say, carefully delineated palette of energies or colors, both in space-time and in time-space. So... Okay, so what's the difference between the healing with the crystal that we just explored and the healing in the pyramid? Thankfully, for the past two videos, or two sessions, or at least one session, I forget, uh, we've been talking about pyramids, right? I think two sessions. So, we have the information on how the healing works in the pyramid. Go watch those videos if you haven't already, as I always say. But How does this difference, uh, how does this differ from Crystal Healing? Well, in the first place, they said that there is the automatic opening of the violet-red shell, the protective shell, that is present in the entity as they hold on to their resistances, who they are. So that in the pyramid becomes automatic. I mean, you get in there and it's just a breaking of the shell. There is no uh, interaction between healer and for this. I mean, this is you go there. This is the place where you get, in essence, you, the ego self gets destroyed and you are able to see a proper configuration for yourself or offer that. So in the second place, the light in the pyramid is configured by the very placement of this position in the seven distinct color or energy. So this is the spreading, the prism of the Prana, the second spiral that is... Because the first spiral ends in the Queen's Chamber and then the second spiral opens up and spreads out its its spectrum into the Healing Chamber, which is the King's Chamber. So-called King's Chamber, it's a healing chamber. Um, And so, this they say energy vibratory rates, thus allowing the energy through the crystallized being. This energy goes through the crystalline being, crystallized being, or the healer focused with the crystal to manipulate with great ease the undisturbed and, shall we say, carefully delineated palette of energies or colors, both in space time and in time space. So, This is the energy, what they're playing with is the colors in space-time and time-space of, I believe, the entity. As it's almost, um, I'm trying to build an analogy here, to or a visualization, because there is the prana, which is all there is, and then there is the entity who is receiving the prana and is all distorted, that needs the healing, right? So there is a sort of projection into which the healer can actually read and say, oh, yes, of course, your red ray, it's all messed up this way, and your orange ray this way. Of course, I'm saying it with a caric- caricaturesque uh, depiction of what's happening with the healer. but The healer is able to do more subtle work, if you will. So this is both projected in space-time and in time-space because we do exist in both. Uh, realities, as you well know. So that's what's happening in the pyramid. This is this is the difference. Ra says, thus the unarmored being may be adjusted rapidly. This is des- desirable in some cases, especially when the armoring is the largest moiety of the possibility of continued function of body complex activity in this density. The trauma of the interruption of this armoring vibration is then seen to be lessened. So here is a process in which the healer already sort of um, does the uh, the adjustments with the person or the entity to be healed. Uh, that's where they say in the first the first phrase, "Does the unarmored being, that one which the unarmored, the red violet shell, is open up and your unarmored." you may adjust yourself rapidly through the healer and the configuration of the pyramid. This is desirable in some cases, especially when the armoring is the largest moiety of the possibility of continued function of body complex activity in this density, which means that uh, moiety just means larger portion uh, or greater portion of the continued function of the body complex. Let me explain this a little bit. The protective shell functions as a way in which you you are arranged. And remember, the red and violet is a sort of identity, a, a metaphysical identity that you have. That configuration, which is red easily through this red ray manifestation, uh, sorry, violet ray manifestation in unison with, ray, with red ray, then creates this sort of, bubble identity that you are. We all have this, okay? Our um, malleability to adjust and adapt to things is what causes the possibility of us not suffering to new changes, because reality is impermanent. But the more stiff you are, the more attached you are to reality, to the physical reality, then that would be the largest moiety of the possibility of continued function of the body complex activity in this density, which is a density of rapid change, to my belief at least. And if you're very stuck with your beliefs and who you are, then this is, and you can, I mean, I gave the, uh, the, the example before where I said that if you're holding to a value or a sort of uh, concept of ideas that you have and you cannot break it, you can't accept it, you cannot admit this in front of people, I can't do this, you're stifling yourself into this position that it's unbreakable. But you are impermanent, quite in fact. And so by you becoming malleable, you are easily able to adjust. And so this is um, what Ross says, that it's needed mostly for those entities that have a very, what do they call it? Uh, where the armoring, that red-violet ray shell, is so um, so stiff, that or so strong that it's um it's the largest portion that this allows the entity to continue living in this density. Um, you can see already how this goes into. Um, into people who just cannot accept reality and they suffer. And their suffering translates into disease and deterioration of the body or illness that simply signals the body that we don't want to be in this reality anymore. In fact, the configuration of my energy centers is no longer compatible with this reality because I reject everything. Fine, you know, I'm I'm not saying that this is bad. But if you want to continue in this reality and enjoy this reality for whatever reason, I mean, you can end it at any time. There's no judgment there, of course, but this is just the functionings of the entity. And so Ra says that the trauma of the interruption of this armoring vibration is then seen to be lessened. This is the key phrase at the end to see that the trauma of the interruption of this armoring vibration is then seen to be less. If I... Let's say you're very stiff with your beliefs and who you are, and how things should be, and how much of a victim you have been, how guilty you are as well of so many things you have done, and so on. You're carrying with all this burden, and I try to tell you, you're you're full of it. You know that's all nonsense. All you're saying, you're not any of that. I'm trying to break your your shell here, and no, 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 no. You're very, you know. St- stuck with this, then if we were able to break this to a degree that you say, you know what, all those things that I used to think about myself, victimhood or um, guilty, uh, guiltiness, and all my identities and all that doesn't matter anymore. I mean, uh, say what you will, you will never offend me. That means that you're the interruption of this armoring vibration is less now, whereas before it was very stiff. So you can see how this works. Let's go into the last parts of this because there's more. Ra says, we take this opportunity to pursue our honor duty as some of those creating the pyramid shape to note that it is in no way necessary to use this shape in order to achieve healings for seniority of vibration has caused the vibratory complexes of mind-body-spirit complexes to be healed, to be less vulnerable to the trauma of the interrupted armoring." So this is um, important to realize as well, that the pyramids were built, if my calculations are right, about 5,000 years ago, so 3500 BC, I think, that's what Ra gave, the indication and I think it actually matches the uh, estimations as to where and when the pyramids were built. So uh, it's one of those things that in the raw material we find congruency with what history is telling us. How they were built, (laughs) well that's a big discrepancy. (laughs) But anyhow, uh, that was built back then and it's no uh, no longer—what do they say? Uh, it's no longer needed. I can't find the wording. Ah whatever. the shape in order to achieve healings yes we don't need to have the shape to uh, to achieve healings because we have seniority of vibration. Seniority of vibration means that those who are incarnated here have the preference or predilection of being uh, incarnated here because of their vibration is now higher. The closer we get to harvest, which we already are in, uh, then the more the seniority of vibration takes place for people to be incarnated here because you have a bigger chance of graduating to fourth density. So that's why you're here. You're here because you have a better chance. And those who say animals who have been graduating in the last decades, then you know, chances is that they need a full cycle, seventy-five thousand years. So why start now? Uh, I mean, some of them might have, and they may be present here, and that's just part of their evolution. They're taking great amount of catalyst for their evolution further in other planetary spheres, as this one is going to change soon uh, in space time. But yeah, that's what's happening. So seniority of vibration allows mind, body, spirit complexes to be heal because they're um, less vulnerable to the trauma of the interrupted armor. And so we're easily uh, affected by these changes and say, screw it. I mean, whatever the changes, let's do it. <laughs> we are more tolerant to that as humanity. So last thing that I would add here is what raw finishes this and say, Furthermore, as we have said, the powerful effect of the Pyramid with its mandatory disruption of the armoring, if used without the crystallized being, used with the wrong intention, or in the wrong configuration, can result in further distortions of entities, which are, perhaps, the equal of some of your chemicals which cause disruptions in the energy fields in like manner. Various important things here, or just a couple at least, that I will I will emphasize. First, they say that the powerful effect of the pyramid, we're talking about something that automatically breaks that shell for the healing. And also in the Queen's chamber or initiation chamber, intensifies the seeking of the creator. So as to create a sort sort of mystical experience, to me, it seems that happens in the initiation chamber is that it's very strong. So the pyramid is quite, in fact, very strong. Um, And that if it's used without a crystallized being, yes, somebody to take care of you while you're being healed within the pyramid, Uh, used with the wrong intention. So what would be the wrong intention? Who knows? Um, Or in the wrong configuration, that to me sounds like the energy centers. Uh, But maybe the wrong intentions is to become rich. Want to become rich so you will become a lot more distorted uh, because that's not that's not the intention of healing you see so that would be the wrong intention to me one of them it's not the healing and the wrong configuration of course is just the proper com- uh, aside or in contrast to the proper configuration that should result should result out of this then this can cause further distortions as equal to some of our chemicals, which cause disruptions in the energy fields, in like matter, I believe that the chemicals they're talking about are drugs, psychedelics, or anything that has been proven to see how they disrupt your um, your energy fields and um, you become weaker. This is something that I remember seeing in a documentary by. Um, I think it was in Gaia TV, where they showed a the Russian, uh, I forgot his name, not that it's easy to remember their names, <laughs> but um, uh, this man created a, a machine that you could use to see the energy centers through the energy field that we radiate, right? Our electromagnetic field, which is something that we can measure with our current devices. And so he could see, he could read certain energy centers and frequencies and so on of the energy field and said, well, these are the energy centers. And after a psychedelic uh, ceremony, people become a lot more crunched. Like their energy field is crunched inwards. And Then it may radiate again depending on how much healing they did because, I mean, people can come all crunched up as well through the psychedelic experience or ceremony they become all crunched in different ways and then... Uh, Depending, you know, on how the healing went, they can become a lot more radiant. So this is once again, you can see I, I keep making the parallels of psychedelics to healing in pyramid and other um, work because there is um, there's definitely a connection there. And now Ross says, you know, equal to some of your chemicals which cause these disruptions. So. To me, that's the chemicals they're talking about. Uh, drugs are chemicals, yes, they may come from plants and they're organic and so on, but they're still chemicals that are altering your biochemistry, which is, and yes, there is the, the point, the and I'm just going to elaborate a little bit on psychedelics because I I owe a great deal of my transformation to psychedelics, but I'm not advocating for them, nor am I discouraging people from using them but speaking the truth and what seems to be, and the truth is that you have a biochemistry in your body that is disrupted by your usual energy center configuration, your traumas, your uh, identities, your sufferings, and so on, all those attachments that you have. So um, that biochemistry can be regulated by uh, inner work. You becoming aware of the self, sure, you can consume certain chemicals that are helpful, and they seem to have a spirit. If we, um, if we can subscribe to the shamanist uh, traditions, which I do subscribe, um, they have a spirit which help you to. Uh, and certain plants, of course, not certain plants, but plants in general. That's why I always make the distinction between plants and uh, laboratory chemicals. They do cause the same thing, but there's a different energy there. There's a spirit. Yes, yes, there is. And so um, you can use it and you will alter your biochemistry for a period of time. That period of time may show you parts of you for healing and so on. Uh, better to do with a healer, writing tensions, and of course, accepting the configurations that are offered to you. Uh, But that's it, you know, the rest becomes your biochemistry again. And if you go back, which is something that we're told a lot in, um, in psychedelics, integration is crucial. So integration is simply taking that offering that was given to you. If you don't do it, then you go back to reconfiguring your energy centers as they were previously. But now you have on top of that information that you have downloaded, so to speak, from this experience, this ceremony, and now you need to deal with that too. So you now have a cognitive dissonance with your previous self identity and the current one that is longing to be expressed. Anyhow, enough ranting from me, conclusions. We talked about healing a lot, and I just want to recap because I think anything that could be said about healing could be expanded a lot more and I did the best I could in this hour, uh, 11 minutes that we are in, <laughs> one hour 11 minutes. Um, at least that's what's being shown in my recorder. But um, we are we're talking about a topic that is like like Ross said, you know, this is a large question <laughs> or a large topic. But the most important thing, the practical side of this, is that we are in charge of our healing. We don't need a healer. A healer just facilitate things for us, and we don't need chemicals. Chemicals just facilitate things for us. Uh, That being said, that doesn't mean don't go look for a healer, don't look for chemicals that you may be feeling a call for. It's all up to you. Um, This is not advice, not something against it. So it's just, always going back to you as the center of everything. Never lose that out of sight that you are the center of everything. You are, I mean, energy centers, right? (laughs) What does that mean? You are the center of all these energy centers, right? It's energy everywhere and there are centers of energy. You are those centers of energy. Things are just going to come and sort of play with those energy centers situations people uh, memories thoughts uh, reactions uh, chemicals or food or anything just experience in general experience is all we can talk about reality so experience is going to come to you and the way you process that is going to tell you i am either rejecting the light or accepting it you either love it or hate it hate it Hating is a rejection. Loving is an acceptance. So, positive and negative. Which way do you wish to polarize yourself? Well, that's an indication for healing. Anything, if you're polarizing towards acceptance, or the positive path, service to others, then you are best served with accepting everything. Now, this is not a conscious effort, and I need to emphasize this. I don't believe that you simply pull a trigger and say, well, I am accepting everything now. Because sometimes the way for you to accept something is to reject it to its maximum capacity. We sometimes bob and weave around this, you know, I'm going to accept it. I'm not going to, well, you know, I should accept it, but oh my God, I don't feel there is conflict. So pull either way. You know, if it's pulling you for rejection, then do it. Do it full rejection until you feel the futility on it. But so much can be said about healing and the acceptance. I think that's the best way I can summarize it. We've come to the end of the first part. It looks like for sure I will be doing at least one more part. I don't know how far I'm going to get in the next one. Um, But one thing for sure is that I'm going to make a different video for question 33. I think it deserves its own video. Uh, it's so so potent. Go read it if you want in the interim or wait until I get to that video. Doesn't matter. We'll get to that and that's going to be session 57. We have more about pyramids, I believe. Everything else is, yeah, I think we're talking about healing. Then we're going to pyramids, pyramids, pyramids again. All the way up to the end, I believe. But there is more information about healing and so on. Uh, initiation, talking about all of that. So. If you like this topic, then stay put for the next video because we're going to continue with pyramids initiation and so on. Uh, I feel like with the raw material, we haven't covered as much the pyramids. So this is the moment of glory for those who enjoy pyramids. And that's it. That's all I got today. Thank you, as usual, for watching, listening. Uh, I hope you're enjoying the other videos that I'm creating for The Law of One and my new podcast as well. Um, I have it, it seems like a torrent of information coming through me and i just want to express as much as possible because i feel a passion for it i'm not trying to change anybody i'm not trying to make any anything different but just it's just, might as well ask why a bird is singing out uh, outside you know in nature <laughs> this is this bird singing if you like this bird singing give me a like a subscribe if you haven't already why are you not subscribed to this and you have watched a whole hour? You have to subscribe, share it. And if you want to support me and my work, links are in the description for that. I want to thank all the people, beautiful people, who have supported me with their donations and Patreon support that, I don't know, it's just something I never expected. I love it and I can continue doing this, which is seems at infinitum. Thank you again. I'll see you in part two, session 57.